love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow zealots, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing good. Fantastic. Fantastic, indeed. This episode, we are talking Vice, Happy Death Day 2, The Prodigy, Alita, Battle Angel, and much, much more. But before we do that, of course, this is the first episode for March, so we have the Alexa quote of the show. The Alexa quote of the show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. All right, guys. This one, Joe, you may have a slight edge on this one. This might be your only chance to catch up right now. I got Star Wars wrong last time. This is not a good... Yeah, that is true. You are currently down six to seven. Paul has one point advantage on you. So make it... Make this one count, Joe. Here we go. All right. Bond, James Bond. Let me play that again. Bond, James Bond. Bond, (laughs) James Bond. Now the question is, what was the first film that was actually set in? That's an interesting question. So as you guys write that down, let me tell our listeners, hello listeners, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Vacationers Podcast on YouTube, and you can not only listen to our episodes, but watch popcorn fly up and down on the screen while you do so. That sounds exciting. Check out the Twitter, where we I'll occasionally post stuff. The Facebook, anytime you see movies out, checking in at a movie theater, watching a movie, that's a good cue that that will be one of the next movies that we see or that we review. So go ahead. And you know what? Rate us on your favorite uh, podcast listening uh, service. Whether that be iTunes, Google Play, uh, st- uh, is it Stitcher? I don't know. Stitcher? Yeah, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, all of those. <clears throat> Paul, are you ready? I'm ready. Holy mackerel. Oh, wow, I am stewed because I've like, I, I could name every James Bond except the one I'm thinking of. Wow. How could you? Oh, really? Okay. That's, that's uh, interesting. I just, right, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just one of those days I am completely uh, Then I, I'm sure I will get none then because... I just went with, anyway, I just went with one at random, so I'm sure you've got me. Yeah, anyway, well, let's do it, because I'm I'm going for a single point here, Tom. <laughs> All right. All right, well, you know what? Right, we well. always have Joe start, but well, this time, we're going to go with Paul. All right. Give us I went the name with of the movie. Goldfinger. I don't know. Oh, that's the one I went with. Uh, okay. Uh, 1969? Uh, okay. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. Probably later than that, but and I went with Sean Connery, All and I have right. no idea who else and or who else. Okay, yeah. very interesting. Uh, Joe, see, I I thought this might be a trick question <laughs> because right. he, because he very rarely says I'm James Bond. He's always I'm Bond, James Bond. Where I think Casino Royale is the first time he actually came out and said I'm James Bond. No, the quote was Bond, James Bond. Alexa said I'm James Bond, right? No. No, I, listen. I must Bond, have missed heard Alexa because I heard Bond, James Bond. Bond, James Bond. Bond James I heard Bond. Alexa say, "I'm James Bond." All right. Do you want a second to change your answer then? Well, then I'm going to be copying Paul because it's Goldfinger. If that's what you think, it is because I thought they switched it up with Casino Royale when he just said, "I'm James Bond." And okay, so you would go, do you the go Bond, Goldfinger. James Bond thing. Yeah, Goldfinger. Okay, year. 
Um, I, I, Paul already gave the number out loud, and that would be cheating if I took his number. So, so guess a different year. I think it would be sixty-eight. I'll pick a different year. All right. Actor. And of course, Sean Connery. And then uh, I can't remember who Blofeld was. Oh, okay. Well, you guys are both wrong. Yeah. Secret Service. Nope. It's not that. And you know, okay. So here's my thought. When I when I first um, thought of this, I thought it would be Doctor No because Doctor No to me is the first James Bond movie. Though I do not know if in Her Majesty's Secret Service if that is before that. Does that precede it? Because I know that one guy, that one actor, he did the one movie. That was the one movie he did. Was that the first one? I think so, but it's so. I mean, George Lazenby. That's I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've even actually seen that movie. Because I heard it was like a spoof of the novels, but not really a true James Bond. That was Bond Casino movie. Royale, right? That was the first yeah, Casino something. Royale. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But the answer is Doctor No. So you're both wrong. Is it Doctor No? Yeah, it's yeah, 1962. That's way too far back. Sean Connery. So you both do get one point. <laughs> Sean Connery, uh, Erlissa. Andres and Joseph Wiseman are the three yeah. top billed actors. And who's the new James Bond guy? Because it's killing me. I couldn't remember his Daniel name. Daniel Craig? Or yes, James. that's it. Damn it. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Paul knows Daniel Craig before you. Oh, come on, Joe. Well, well, he's running around shirtless all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course I would. <laughs> it's unfair. All right. Well, I'm just saying James Bond in general. <laughs> just a bunch of man candy on the screen. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, never mind. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, that was the Alexa Quota show. Looks like uh, Joe now has seven points. Paul has eight. He still eight. has a slight advantage. Uh, we'll have to wait till next month to see if Joe can overtake him or at least time. But uh, time will tell. But let's move on to from the cutting room floor. All right. I think the first thing we can talk about is Happy Death Day. The first movie, the thoughts you had on that. So, Joe... You went to see Happy Death Day 2. I, too, went to see it. And actually, I actually went back into our notes for previous episodes to see what I rated the first Happy Death Day because I wasn't sure. And it was it uh, preceded our episodes. We went. I went to see that before we actually started doing the movie's helots. So wow. I, don't, I don't have a review for the first <laughs> Happy Death Day. So... <laughs> Because I, sure. I, I wanted to see Happy Death Day to you, so I, I went back and I watched Happy Death Day first to watch Happy Death Day to you. Yes. And you and, asked, you said to me, hey, you should watch, because you saw Happy Death Day 2 before I did, and you said you should go and watch Happy Death Day again to refresh yourself before going to see the sequel, because they, you know, they're really in line with one another. And I did so, and I'm glad I did, because literally Happy Death Day to you begins right alongside Happy Death Day. Right, yes. And the way the story intermingled, they're a co-story, right? Yes. It's not, yes. it's not a direct sequel. It's a just more story. Yes, yes. So was, I'm very glad I did see, I did go back and rewatch the first one because it did help out with uh, watching it. So like, you, you appreciate the second one more because you just got done watching the first mm -hmm. one. Yes. So uh, by all means, give me your thoughts of the first one. Because uh, later on, we're going to be reviewing the second one. Yeah. See, I, I love this movie. I mean, it just reminded me of, you know, because it's advertised as, you know, horror thriller, right? Yeah. And it's more, it, it reminded me of how they did Real Genius. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Which is the, the old classic comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I look at it more as a, as a rom-com 
than than a true horror movie, right? Yeah. It it just God, it's fresh and fun. Yes, and I, and I like the fact that like it's very end. They said, you know, this reminds me of Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and they you know they didn't they didn't force any you know they did they didn't force anything in the movie they just let the movie happen right you didn't say oh hey we gotta have some topless person murdered here we gotta do this here you know it didn't fill out any of the little horror movie check boxes yeah i did miss that one though <laughs> i know yeah, okay yeah see him. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i wouldn't say no however um I'm, I'm happy the fact that they didn't try to just randomly throw in a sex scene just to have yeah. nudity in the movie right i mean yeah. it would have just thrown off the whole flow of it i too really enjoyed happy death day um <laughs> i thought it was a unique take on the horror genre and you know a, a unique take on the groundhog day effect where you know you keep right. living the same day and she has to find out uh who killed her so <laughs> yes and, and then it goes day after day and it, you know it slowly what I, I, I really enjoyed how it took a toll on her a little bit Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but she'd wake up the next morning a little bit affected by the way she died the day before, and it just made it <laughs> yeah. a little fun. <laughs> yeah. Was, so. that, was that the one where she got? Was it? Was it in the first one where she got electrocuted? Uh, and, and yeah. she woke up in the morning and her hair's all giant, <laughs> yeah. and all out everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't recall which one that was. They kind of blend in my mind now as yeah. one story. It, yeah, they happen. Yeah, it, I mean, it really is a great combo. Like combination to watch one and two back to back. So if you can do that, I would highly recommend doing so because they complement one another so well, and they just the second one just go, cuts back to the first one. So like it's just amazing. Like I knew like when the first one started and you saw that uh, the the roommate wake up and mm -hmm. you saw him in the car. I knew exactly where they were going with that. I knew that yeah, it was his. Because I started style. watching this. He's walking. You go. Oh, he's gonna see this guy behind the bush. Yeah, this is yeah. gonna happen, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's good. I, I really enjoy it too. So as far as happy death day, the first one goes, <laughs> we don't want to show our hand for our thoughts of happy death day too, but uh, it's, it's a good movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to rate it right now. However, <laughs> uh, anything else for on from the cutting room floor? Now I did see the umbrella Academy and Joe, I know you saw it as, as well. Paul, are you planning on seeing the I know you saw two episodes. You're planning on watching the last eight. Yeah, but no, no big deal. I mean, if uh, we can talk about it. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I we can wait till the next episode. I mean, you plan on watching the next eight within the next two weeks or so? Yeah, I, I would hope to. Although okay. I think it's a big spoiler that what's your name is named after the biggest atomic bomb ever to go off. But it's okay. Wow. Maybe that maybe that's not where they're going with it. We'll have to wait and see. So you know what? <laughs> <laughs> We'll hold off on the Umbrella Academy. Uh, for our listeners, if you don't want a spoiler, next two weeks, Netflix. Did I just do it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go, go, no. go watch it before go watch the next it. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Then when we talk about it, it won't be spoiled because you'll have seen it too. I highly recommend going to see it. Or not going to see it. It's on Netflix. It's a new TV show by Netflix. Uh, watch it. It's 10 episodes, one hour each. <laughs> it's a I good, saw that they, Netflix time. has renewed it for a second season. Yes, I did too. Which I worry Oh yeah, because I mean, in the, in the thing is, and there may be, and I don't know if it's a spoiler, but there there's the minor issue of uh, time travel involved. Yes, there's time travel. Yep. And every time you have a follow-on story, a sequel to a movie, or another season of a show with time travel, 
that seems to be the problem for writers. But is it? But it's a comic book, right? So yeah, they can follow. Yeah. So, so maybe I mean, may, or if the comic book was bad, then they'll maybe they'll learn from that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just so I I liked it enough that I almost want it to stop before they ruin it. <laughs> Well, like I said, we should stop now because I would tell you my thoughts, but that might ruin it. So let's stop and we'll pick we this gotta up. Stop. Okay. Uh, next next episode, we'll talk in full about the Umbrella Academy. Now, let me tell you guys one thing. <laughs> the other day, I must have been super bored because I was on Netflix and I saw Behind the Curve. Please tell me <laughs> you two watch this documentary. Behind the curve? No, what is that? <laughs> it is so good. All right, so the behind the curve is a documentary about flat earthers. Oh no, no, no! no. See, I just, I just boycott the entire subject. Oh no, you, do, you have to watch this documentary. I, they live in a. The, it's amazing to watch them like interact and just. The world they live in, oh, it's it's awesome. It's see, it's, I still, I still can't figure out if they're just trolling. No, they believe it. According to the, I, I don't know. Some of them are just trolling. Some maybe, of them have to be. Maybe. I mean, at least because, at least thirty percent of them have to be faking it. Because if you if you honestly believed it, there's plenty of ways to prove it that it, it's true. You know what I mean? If, if you're willing to go to that effort, if you really think it's a lie, there's ways of proving that the Earth has a curvature to it. Uh, well, they, you know, they, they have I mean, Galileo figured this shit out. They have right. a lot of weird beliefs, but the best part, the, the reason why you have to watch this documentary, one of the very last scenes of the documentary. So they're trying to prove the earth is flat. <laughs> so one of their experiments that they, they're doing, they're trying to pull off is that they're going to have a board when cut a hole in a board and they're going to have two boards one being like a mile away from the other. And if the earth is flat, if both boards are exactly like seven feet off the ground, if they shine a light through the hole on the one, they should see the light through the hole of the other because the earth is flat. There's no curvature. It won't be any higher. Do you understand? Sir, are they yeah, saying there are no hills on earth too? See, well, this is the problem I have with flat earthers. Nothing wait. they do starts from a sense of this is correct. But wait a second. So, this is perfect. So I, this might be like on, I, I'm not sure how they did it, but it, it's, I suppose it was flat. So the very last scene in the movie, they're, they're, they're at this place. It's dark. They show the camera of the guy pointing at the, <laughs> pointing at the, the cart, the, the wood with the hole. And uh, he's talking over uh, CB or something to the other guy. He's like, all right, all right, go ahead. And the other guy you hear on the other side, all right, it's, I'm shining through. And you see nothing. There's no there's no light at all <laughs> going through the hole. And the guy's like, huh. Uh, try to lift your can try to uh, raise your light, your your uh, flashlight up higher. And then the light shows through the hole. And it, like the last thing he says is, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then like it cuts away. <laughs> that proves that there is actually an arc. Of course, I think the word wording at the end of it was like they dismissed <coughs> it like there was weeds or something in the way or something crazy. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, but, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> all you got to do is put a stick in the ground, uh, oh yeah, measure the, the whole... distance of the of the shadow yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point. They did that with the way. Drive right? 200 the... miles south. Yes, exactly. Do it again. And yeah. do it again the next day at yeah, the exact yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, the whole wishing and... well thing was done. Yeah. But yeah. But but it's fascinating because I guess the whole, the guy who started the whole flat earth thing 
Like he didn't want to be like he snubbed the spotlight at first. And then the guy on YouTube who kind of pointed everyone else to look at the, his facts got yeah. all the fame. So now he's at like a mortal war with the, like, like he hates that guy. Oh, it's, it's, it's so fascinating. You must watch this documentary because <laughs> it's so interesting to look at these people. Like, and you guys believe I this. See, I, I just know. can't watch people pretending to believe something dumb. Oh, but so good. It's so good. Uh, it's hard to believe, but it's, it's out there ah, behind the curve <laughs> on Netflix. Go watch it. It's so good. And don't be, uh, <laughs> I'm turning a lot of people into flat earthers, I think. Yeah. You're going to convert them all. Well, yeah. I mean, if you convert them to flat earthers then they yeah. deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move right into our episode or our uh, reviews. And don't get vaccinated. <laughs> yes. Please. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that'll kill you. I'll give you, uh, what, autism or whatever they, they claim. Yeah. All right, let's move on okay. to the movies. Uh, let's start out with Vice. Now, I got the chance to see this movie because uh, the Oscars, so it made it its way back into the theaters. So I went out to see this because I did want to see this movie. It was released Christmas Day, 2018. December 25th, 2018. Rating R. Runtime, 2 hours, 12 minutes. Starring Christian Bale, Amy Adams, and Steve Carell. Description. The story of Dick Cheney, an unassuming bureaucratic Washington insider who quietly wielded immense power as vice president to as vice president to George W. Bush, reshaping the country and the globe in ways that we still feel today. IMDB gives us 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives us the critics give it a 66. The audience gives us a 57. The budget is $60 million. U.S. gross as of February 21st, 2019 is $46 million. Some interesting notes. As Cheney has had well-documented heart problems for most of his adult life, Christian Bell had to study heart attack prevention as part of his method training. And his tips ended up saving Adam McKay's life as he suffered a heart attack during post-production. He was a director. So here's another note about that. During Adam McKay's, uh, during, director Adam McKay suffered a mild heart attack during post-production. He decided to include black and white footage of the procedure to insert a stent into his heart, considering this to be his cameo in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, so this movie. Cheney, Cheney saved a life. <laughs> <laughs> See that? All right, here's my thoughts First about this one. movie. <laughs> this movie, this movie is very well done. I really enjoyed this movie it, it was acted really well it was a very it was a light take on it and I, I don't know if light take is the right like you know how most of these documentary docudramas i guess you would call it are kind of like just kind of spill out the facts or at least say this is a liberal slant of course but they just kind of tell you what's going on in the story and then it's over it's one of those movies that you're like oh okay this is interesting but it's not interesting and like it wasn't told interestingly enough to rewatch it ever again this, however, is done a little differently. Like, they took a different route with it. Like, the one scene, like, the whole scene was done as if they were, like, in a Shakespeare play. They all spoke like they're Shakespeare, which is really weird. Uh, halfway through the movie, the Cheneys find out that their daughter is gay, and uh, Dick Cheney and his wife's talking. And he says, well, I don't think I should run for president because they'd put our daughter through too much. And, like, it basically had a scroll saying, the Cheneys... Uh, or Dick Cheney went to private practice and never returned back to politics. And then the credits, the credits of the movie started rolling as if the movie ended. <laughs> but obviously that didn't happen. So the movie continued. So it was, it was a very, it's like they did a lot of 
uh, interesting out of the box type of stuff in this movie to tell the story, which I really appreciate. I thought <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny to watch this all. And Steve Carell, <laughs> he was really good. Uh, everybody, I mean, everyone, like I said, was was wonderfully acted story, and the story itself was very well done. And then there was a mid credit scene at the end, like the post of the credits, where they actually had a focus group. So different parts of the the movie, they had uh, focus group scenes showing like how how to how the Republicans did certain things and how they focus grouped everything to try to get the wording correct so that way they could get it passed through the legislature and stuff. Well, they had the one focus group talking about the movie itself and how like some of them were saying, oh, this movie is all liberals and they start fighting. So it was a little uh, jab at itself. So it was, I, I liked it. I, the movie was really well done. And like I said, for like a docudrama type uh, film, I would rewatch this movie again. Like I, it was interesting enough. I mean, the story that was told behind it was very interesting, but it was told in such a way that I would find it amusing to rewatch it once again, uh, just because it was entertaining, which you usually don't get in these type of movies. Like usually you watch it one time and you give it a good rating because the story that it told was interesting or something you didn't know, but you really wouldn't rewatch it with this. I could see myself rewatching this one again. Maybe not the whole thing, maybe pieces and parts and pieces but uh it was a good time so i say for this one uh I, you know i'm gonna give it a second run because like i said it was for what it was it was really informative really well done like i said it is liberally slanted so you know give yeah take it for with a grain of salt but super super good movie uh i highly recommend it and uh, it deserves whatever oscars that it ended up winning i don't remember what i won wow see i'm shocked i saw vice right the dick cheney story and i'm like too soon <laughs> said i might be able to watch this movie 20 years from now but i'll probably get mad if i watch it <laughs> so i skipped it <laughs> well i'm tight it was really well done <laughs> so I, I might have to go back i was like oh this is this is too soon yeah christian bell was i mean i can, I can make i can make i can make jokes about the space shuttle blowing up like while there's still debris falling but i was like not too soon for a dick cheney movie <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted them to get more into when he shot that guy. I was so curious to see how they covered that. Like when they were hunting, remember oh, yeah, when he shot him? Yeah. And all it really did is like it showed a scene real quick of him shooting him, like accidentally shooting him. And it had like a, a, a text saying that the guy uh, came out and apologized to Dick Cheney for, uh, for standing whatever. in front of his gun. Yeah. And, and Dick Cheney never apologized to that guy. Like, like he never, like he never apologized. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. I got it. All right. Let's move on. Now, uh, in the spirit of horror movies in Happy Death Day to Do, which we'll be reviewing shortly, I went out to see The Prodigy because I thought that was an interesting uh, trailer. So the very last day that my theater was showing it, I went out and I, I got to see it before it uh, stopped being showed. So let me review that as well. And of course, it is The Prodigy released February 8th, 2019, rated R, runtime 1 hour, 32 minutes, starring Jackson, Robert Scott, Taylor Schilling, and Peter Mooney. Description, a mother concerned about her young son's disturbing behavior thinks something supernatural may be affecting him. IMDb gives a 6 out of 6.0 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives a 44%, that's the critics, and the audience gives a 51%. The box office budget is about $6 million, and gross in the U.S. is about $12 million as of February 21st, 2019. Uh, okay, so this one, I don't have any facts. I just have my thoughts. Now, when I saw the trailer for this, I wasn't sure what kind of movie it was. Uh, the son was 
something was going on. I thought it was a possession movie, like a demonic possession. I was so happy to find out that it wasn't that. This one is actually about reincarnation. So it's a different spin on the uh, evil child type thing. And let me just say, Jackson Robert Scott, uh, he was the kid, did a fantastic job acting in this movie. I mean, he, he really did. Because like different parts, he was the kid. In other parts, he was basically the, the guy that's reincarnated into him. And uh, so good. He, he did a really good job. So the premise, this movie has a couple issues. The first one is their belief in this movie or how they present their reincarnation story is if you have unfinished business in this world and you die, you get reincarnated. But that reincarnation also includes if you're like, if you're in the middle of killing someone and you don't finish killing them the way you want, that counts. <laughs> it's a weird, like the reincarnation has nothing to do with like good or evil or it's, it's unfinished business, unfinished business, whatever that means. Wow. In this case, this guy like to cut off both hands of his victims, then kill them. He cut off the one hand. She escaped. She called the cops. The cops came, shot him down, killed him. So he never got to finish cutting off her hand and killing this lady. So he got the gift of reincarnation, <laughs> which is weird. And the second, you're, weird, you're halfway through a violent crime. I mean, yeah, you got <laughs> to follow through. Yeah, but it wasn't like he wasn't in the process of doing it. Like he cut her hand off, then he left and he was like doing other stuff. Like he, it was a long experience because she escaped and got the cops before he even realized she was gone. So it wasn't like he was in the middle of it. Like he was just like, now does he have to kill the same person when he comes back or could he just kill anybody? All right, well, here's the thing. Okay, so let me continue with the, the, the premise of this world that they live in. So not only did, so he gets reincarnated, but he gets reincarnated into a body of someone who already has a soul, quote unquote. So it's not just him. It's so he's got to share the... He's sharing, yes. So what the what the story sets up is they share the body. Like the guy, the psychiatrist who specialized in this thing uh, explained in the movie that there was a guy who, who died who never got to say goodbye to his dad or something. So this kid grew up he drove out to this land or this place where someplace he never knew he played a guitar or something. It did something to the mother. The mother went to sleep or whatever. And then this spirit left this kid and, uh, he, you know, he, he fulfilled whatever reason he came back to the earth for. So he left and the kid was back to normal from there on henceforth. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very weird. So the premise though, the doctor said, if you wait too long without this, this spirit, or this entity uh, fulfilling whatever it's here for, it could take over and basically eat the soul of the other person and just be here forever. So the mother decides, okay, she finds all this out and decides, all right, here's my plan. I'm going to drive the kid, which I don't, this, again, I don't understand this. I'm going to drive, uh, he, so she drugs this kid, drives him out to the survivor's house with a gun where she plans on shooting the survivor herself which I don't think would fulfill. The so that her kid can be free. So she's assuming that this evil demon or this evil well, person the... would want to leave this body to essentially go to hell or like, this is an evil person. Why would he leave like voluntarily? Leave? <laughs> I would Why not. Are you going to help him? Right. <laughs> but, but in doing so, she wasn't just like, I could almost understand if she drove the kid to her house and said, okay, kid, finish your job. But she was planning on shooting this person herself, which wouldn't would circumvent 
the kid from doing it. So would that count? I wouldn't think that would. Maybe, maybe, maybe if he chopped off her hand. Which he never actually did. Well, uh, spoiler. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. So, oh, that ruins it. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. But so Thanks. what ends up happening is she couldn't go through with she couldn't go through with it. But the kid wakes up. He ends up gutting her like a fish. The late the this survivor. And okay. then he runs away. So the mother's chasing him with her gun. And right before she pulls the trigger to kill him, because he he reveals that the kid's been gone. Like this 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 guy's been they've been manipulating her the whole time. The kid was never actually there for a very long time. So she's getting ready to kill the kid. And of course, somebody in the field sees this and shoots her and kills her. So the kid gets to killing live. her. Yes. Kid. Yeah. So the kid gets to live on and for a sequel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which are probably oh, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of problems with the whole reincarnate. Like they don't establish the roles of reincarnation. Like I don't understand. Like it was very weird. Like I, it didn't make sense to me. I, I can understand her. Like the only way she thinks in her mind to save her son is to have this girl, this lady get killed. But I would assume that you would think that this guy would want to do it and not have her do it herself. And then I'd have to question, okay, a good spirit who wants to say goodbye to his mother freely leaves the body to go to heaven or whatever. But this guy's a killer. I don't think he wants to leave. I think he's going to want to hang out here. So I don't know. I'll tell you what, the movie is good enough for TV because, like I said, the kid does a really good job acting. But that's about it. I, I, yeah, okay. If you see it on TV, go ahead and watch it because it's interesting. Uh, you, see, you watch a kid act, but... Eh. I, I was happy though, like I said, it wasn't a possession movie because I'm about done with the possession movies. I've we, we've seen those, you know, they've they've been played to death. Yeah, the possession is tiresome. Yes, I was I was very very happy to see uh, that it was a reincarnation. Like, oh, okay, this is different. It's just that they didn't really pull it off too well. <laughs> All right, let's move All right, on. And you said that was Taylor Schilling, right? Taylor, yes. That's from Orange Is the New Black. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've watched that. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she'd be the mother, I assume, in this show or this movie. Okay. So uh, maybe. Blonde lady? Uh, I believe so, yes. So, yeah, you would uh, enjoy this movie, Joe. Spoiler, she dies, but hey, it happens. Is is Judge is Judd Law in it? Because I hear possession is nine-tenths of the law. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. There we go. Well, what? that's it for this episode. Yeah, wow. Right. What? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Are you trying to end it all? <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, all right, let's move on, please. Jeez. Happy Death Day to you. Released February 13th, 2019. Rating PG-13. Runtime one hour and 40 minutes. Starring... Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, and Fivu. Uh, description: Tree Gallum, 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 Gallum. I don't. How do you say her name? Tree Gallum. That's a weird name. Tree Gallum discovers that dying over and over was surprisingly easier than the dangers that lie ahead. IMDb gives us six point six out of ten. Now these all are down by 0.1% because when I originally put took these notes it this was 6.7 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes the critics give it a 67 and the audience gives a 67 and they were both at 68 when I first took these notes so they've all gone down by 0.1% box office budget 9 million US gross as of February 21st 2019 is 16 million interesting notes 
Christopher Landon announced plans for the third film as soon as production wrapped. Wood chippers, the in the wood chipper scene midway through the movie belongs the wood chipper belongs to Biff's tree removal services. This is a reference to Biff Tannen from the Back to the Future trilogy and his famous line, "Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is a great line. Yeah, I yeah. use that all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, see. Like in the first film where Carter announces a story being similarities to the plot of Groundhog Day, he establishes the similarities with this sequel's plot to Back to the Future 2, which I did catch too, which I enjoyed as well. For the scenes inside the university hospital, the sets had to be rebuilt from scratch for this film, as the actual hospital used in the first film had been gutted. Body count. All right, Joe, let's get a body count. Let's see what you got. Now, this includes the same people, obviously. <laughs> but is she dying over and over again? Yeah, so. God, I mean, how many times did she? I mean, she must have died five times during the movie. Yeah. All right, 13. All right, body count of 20. Seven wow. was her. Three was Lori Spengler. Two was John Toombs' guarding officer. And two were John Toombs, which I guess is the bad the uh, Yes, the bad no, guy. Yeah. The insane guy in the hospital. Yeah. All right, so that's all the notes I have. As far as the review goes, yeah, this, like we said about the first one, this is just a continuation. Uh, I, I thought, so it's interesting about this movie is when I first saw the first, the very first trailer that came out for this movie, they had it as almost like it was, it turned into like a scary movie type comedy type movie. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. I absolutely thought it was like, this is going to be awful. They totally changed the genre. It's going to be stupid. Now it's like a comedy. I thought it was a terrible idea. But then the second trailer that came out, it showed more of a traditional take on it. And I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be like the other movies. It's not just a straight up like comedic version of the first one. Kind of like House. Remember mm -hmm. House and House Oh, 2? House 2? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> House 2 is one of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought this was going to be the opposite, though. They got very lucky. <laughs> uh, so I was very disappointed when I first first trailer second trailer i'm like oh i actually i'm back into this movie and i'm glad i was because i like i said i i really thought this movie was well done and they actually explain like the first movie they never explain the whole groundhog effect you know it's just kind of like hey what it happened is, or what was it going is on? what it is and i still don't under with within the premise of the movie i still don't understand why her day ended I, I love that it was the group of science nerds, <laughs> you know, just doing their thing. Yeah, and like, then, oh, yeah. But how did she like, didn't understand a damn thing? And they made her memorize all the science. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, that would take forever. Yeah, yeah. it was wonderful. But my question is, though, how does how does that with with the inside of the second movie? How did the first day end? Like, I don't understand. Like in the first movie, the setting was, oh, find out your killer. Oh, I found my killer. The day now the day progresses to the next day. But knowing the fact that it had nothing to do with that, like it had nothing to do with the fact that she was dying, it was more or less based on this science experiment. Why did that first day actually end? Can you explain that? Not even a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I, I, oh, damn I, it. I, that's the beauty of how well it was done that this was the first time I've ever considered that as a question. <laughs> okay. I, I did think of that. Like, well, this is interesting, but it doesn't really explain away why the first one wrapped up. Kind but of I love how it started and you <laughs> thought uh, like the beginning of this movie where it comes to the roommate wakes up in the car and walks mm -hmm. across the campus and then he dies and then he wakes up again. And he starts walking across. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then it jumps all the way back into the first movie. Yes, yes. Because he overcorrected and yeah. reset her day again, and oh, she just yeah. lost. And she was wonderful. I mean, she, oh. where she lost her mind, it was so great. She just <laughs> flipped out on them. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that they were in an alternate universe and things were slightly different. And and it, you know, it had it had some emotional heart to it too, because her mother was in that one. Then she had to decide. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it had that whole story where yeah, her mom's yeah. alive, but she doesn't have her life love. Yeah. And her mom's given her this advice to tell her to leave the universe without telling her to leave the universe. And yeah, yeah. So, oh, so good. It, it, it made really it kind of like a rom com. My wife was with me. She loved the movie. I mean, yeah. It's like it was wow, well yeah. done. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was, yeah, it, it really stepped up and it made a really good movie. And I will 100% be in for whatever the third one brings, though. I hope it doesn't continue on. It was a weird, so you saw, it was a post-credit scene, wasn't it? That last scene? Or was it just at the end of the movie? No, I think it was a post-credit scene. Did you see it, Joe? I don't recall what I mean. Oh, really? You'll have to tell me. And I'll... Uh, so the they're out picking up trash in the current universe, the real one, right? They're picking up trash because mm-hmm. obviously they've been punished for disobeying the the. Uh, oh no! I the 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 nerds. Yes, and they. So oh the, no! I didn't see that. We didn't stay for end credits. Oh, do you know what happens? I do not. Okay, so what happens is they're out. The nerds, everyone, the, all of them, they're all out picking up trash in in the uh, the school. You know, and that's in universe too, right? In the in the the real universe, not the alternate. Oh, okay. So they're all picking up trash, and secret some you know, a van pulls up and says, "We need you guys." So they pull them in and they grab them and they bring them into this building. So they have the science experiment now. The government has it. And they're trying to figure out how to get it to work, and they don't know how to get it to work. And uh, of course, the the lead character, the la- tree, tree, yeah, she goes, "Hey, I know the f- I know how to do it because she memorized all that stuff." Yeah. <laughs> and they said, like, it was like, "Well, who are we going to get to you know relive this awful experience?" She said, "I know the perfect person." And here, the her friend who was dating her boyfriend in the other universe, who ended up yes, the the head of the sorority. Yes, yeah, she wakes up screaming, and it fades to black. So oh, wonderful! I gotta go watch that. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, she sets her up to relive the same day over and over again as part of an experiment by the U.S. government. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty cold-hearted. <laughs> But yeah, uh, as far as the movie goes, I rank rating wise, I say I'd say second run for both of them. Maybe even first, maybe not because it, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a matter of taste whether or not you like these types of movies. So I'll go second run, which really, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find any horror movie that you'd give a first run to. Maybe this Halloween remake, 2018 Halloween, mm-hmm. <laughs> that one, that one was so good. Uh, but yeah, the both of them, second run all the way. Uh, I. I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Uh, what say you, Joe? I called it a first run because ah. I didn't think it, I didn't think it was a horror movie. Oh, wow! I had I had a great time. There, it wasn't horror. There was no there was no terror. I mean, you weren't scared. It didn't have jump scares. There was no there was no gratuitous violence. There was no schlock. I mean, it was just it was its own thing. Yeah, this one was definitely more. Um, it was a rom com. A sec, the second one was definitely more uh, robust than the first one. Yeah, because yeah. you got more of the emotional attachment to it. And yeah, exactly, it had so much more than a cheesy horror movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So first run, very good. So hey, Paul, you gotta see these movies. We're giving these high marks. Yeah, I'm kind of impressed. 
Yeah, so go ahead, check it out. There's no uh, topless dudes running around, but you know, I think you'll be all right. Actually, the one character. Wait, no, is no, gay, there's right? the, well, he there's some topless dudes. He comes out gay, but he doesn't do anything, right? The one guy that wants to date her, or is that in the first movie? I can't remember. The, I can't. The, they, they they blend the story They're so, so well. well. I know, right? It's hard to tell. I, in memory, it's like which one was. Yeah, it's all really just one long story, continuous. Story. Yeah, I mean, it was just great. Yeah, I mean, it was. There's a bunch of frat guys. I'm assuming one of them was topless somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there had to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was Happy Death Day to you. Now let's move on to the feature presentation. Now, our feature presentation. All right. This week, we are doing Alita Battle Angel. Tagline. It's time for battle. Not very inventive there. Released <laughs> February 14th, 2019. Director Robert Rodriguez. You may know him from such series of movies as Sin City, Machete, Spy Kids, From Dust Till Dawn. He did the uh, Desperado trilogy. The El Mariachi, Desperado, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Are you guys familiar with that trilogy? Very well done. Yep. I would highly recommend watching all three, although El Mariachi is subtitled. Uh, it, it's only in Spanish, but uh, it's worth the watch anyway. I'm, I'm suddenly disappointed that Danny Trejo was not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> that is I mean, true. after you put him in Spy Kids, you could put him in Battle <laughs> Angel. I mean... There yeah, were he, roles for Danny Trejo. Here. Oh, he could have been the, the big guy, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, he could have been any of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, rating PG-13. Runtime, two hours and two minutes. Starring Rosa Salazar, Christoph Waltz, and Jennifer Connelly. Description. A deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything from her past life. And goes on a quest to find out who she is. IMDb gives it a 7.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 60%, and the audience gives it a 94%. That's quite quite the variance there. Budget of this movie is $170 million. Opening weekend is $28 million. Gross U.S. as of February 28, 2019 is $65 million, and gross worldwide is $287 million. So this thing is cleaning up foreign, <laughs> foreignly. Mm. Foreignly? Is that right? <laughs> not domestically. Foreignly? Foreignly is not a word. Foreignly. Worldwide. Worldwide. Minus the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> uh, notes of interest. Now, this movie on IMDb had a ton of notes, but none of them were really all that interesting. But I will tell you about uh, the origin of this movie because I think it does uh, garner uh, the respect. That doesn't make any sense. I think it do- it is interesting enough to tell you where this movie came from. The film is based on nine-volume Japanese manga, Gum, Gun. It's G-U-N-N-M. I have no idea how you'd pronounce that. Gun, not Gunnum. Gun, Gunnum, Gun. I got nothing. Written and illustrated by Yukato Kaishiro. I apologize for the butchering of that name. I do not speak Japanese. The comic book ran from 1990 to 1995 and was released in North America under the title... Battle Angel Alita. It was followed by 19-volume sequel series, Battle Angel Alita, Last Order, which ran from 2000 to 2014 and later by... Oh, here's that gun game... Or gun, gun name again. Gun Mars Chronicle, which began in 2014 and ongoing as of 2019. James Cameron 
confirmed in an interview that this is a combination of the first four books in Yuka, <laughs> the Japanese guys series of manga books, Motorball from books three and four and the story from books one and two. In another interview, Cameron also said, should this film be successful, he hopes to make another two Battle Angel films. Edward Norton has an uncredited cameo as Alita's secretive main antagonist, Dusty Nova. And Michelle Rodriguez is uncredited, uncredited as Gelda, Alita's fellow warrior in the flashbacks to her elusive past. So <laughs> those are my, my notes. As far as my thoughts, I guess I will lead the way. Now, this has a ton of CGI, as you would, as you would expect. So, so Joe's going to hate it, right? I would suspect. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, it has Christoph Walso. So uh, we'll see what he thinks. I, I, I like this movie. I thought it was very entertaining. I enjoyed the way it went down. The only thing I didn't like is the ending of this movie was very strange to me. Like her boyfriend basically dies, right? And she's on her halfway up to the, the sky city where she can kill this antagonist guy, Edward Norton, which was nice to see. He doesn't reveal himself until the very end. So it was interesting when he took off his helmet, like, oh, hey, that's Edward Norton. But she doesn't. She goes back down and plays rollerball instead to earn her way to get up there to kill him later. I think that'll get him to invite you. I think because <laughs> sequel, right? I thought that was the. But as far as the story goes, that makes no sense. Am I the only one? Like, I can almost see. I, I don't. She's get dead, dead set on revenge, and yes. says, or maybe there's no way up. Wait. Maybe she knows that there's there's some other, right? I mean, well, but but he knows that she's dead set on revenge. So if she wins the game, he'll invite her there so she can kill him. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. <clears throat> I, Wouldn't I, he just have another monster come kill her and just be done, right? I mean, or just never invite her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just oh, hey, you won. Too bad. We oh yeah, I make the rules, and guess what? You win a toaster instead. Good luck. Right. I was like, oh, I know you're going to kill me, but if you win, I have to invite you into my house. Oh, you won? Ah, well, here's the key. Yeah, I thought it was really weird because I thought for <laughs> sure she would go up and kill that guy, and that's how the movie would end. Nope. She goes back down, and now she's playing rollerball as a professional. <laughs> it was just a weird ending. The movie was so good up to that point. I was like, I don't understand. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> as far as the story is going, especially since her boyfriend literally just died. I mean, she's she, she's not thinking about anything but rev like she's seeing red at that moment, and she doesn't. It's the only person she has any living memory of caring about is just killed. Yeah, she goes. I will succeed in sport. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be said that oh, she's thinking about uh, Kristoff. Like you know, this guy said, hey, if you don't behave. I'm going to go kill your dad. But at that point, like I said, her boyfriend literally just fell out of her hands a million feet to his death. I don't think she's thinking that logically at that point. She just wants his blood. Yeah, it was a really weird ending. And the turn on the his uh, Christoph's ex-wife, she turned on the button, right? I mean, she was evil, evil. I went up there. I went up there. Then all of a sudden she sees like uh, Alita in the her yep. boy boy toy. <laughs> Oh, I, I I love you, and then oh, true love has turned me. Change of heart, like I mean, that was just out of nowhere. Like, whoa, that was crazy. I tell you what, the most disturbing part of that movie, though, when that uh, the guy lifted up the thing to show that 
she he turned her into basically a brain, two hands, and eyeballs. <laughs> that was freaky as oh man. That that was that was a little bit impressive. You gotta admit that. <laughs> I don't, wow. I'm no, I'm now no, that guy understands revenge. <laughs> I have no idea why he needs her hands, but that was freaky as I was like, whoa, that is disgusting. Because you see the eyeballs looking around. Oh, uh, I if I picture being... she's conscious and she knows she's been parted out. Yes. Oh my god, that is so disturbing. That was so disturbing. But here's my problem with this movie. Oh, here's my here's my next problem with the sequel to this movie very much like the end of matrix like matrix was awesome the whole movie they're building this guy up and at the very end of matrix oh i have all this power and he basically destroys everybody and he he flies away literally like superman he's unbeatable he's got everything figured out so how do you make two more movies so he doesn't op the whole like like you make another movie, we already established that he can't be beat and he can destroy anyone. So how do you ever put anyone against him? Well, so, but, but they do say anybody on the ground and that they even compare the ground to being like, you know, the big fish on the ground is the little fish in the air. So it's possible that the technology up there is that the next one will take place up there. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. Well, may maybe. I, hopefully you're right, Paul, because otherwise... They're going to have to do some weird shit like they did for Matrix to ruin those two. I mean, I, I hate those two. The, the last two Matrix movies are awful. Well, the, well, the Matrix was, he's omnipotent. I mean, she's not omnipotent. I mean, you know what I mean? So the Matrix, I understand. Like, okay, so at the end of the first one, you showed that in the second world, he's completely, in this virtual world, he's completely yeah, um, he's gone. unstoppable, yeah. right? Yeah, he's he's omnipotent, kind of. And then... Or gone, whatever you want to say, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but suddenly he's not in the second and third one. Yes, yet. yes. And that's that's what I fear for this. Because they are basically established there's no hunter, there's no one that can take her. Like, no one can beat her. She's the best. So how are you going to make a formidable component or opponent or antagonist that's going to make and, any sense? Oh, and you can, you can sweep the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's got the crane though. She's gonna kick your butt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 my worry about the the sequel. If it goes to a sequel, I worry that they're gonna fall into the same rut where that happens. Because like Dark City is another movie, great movie. If you've never seen Dark City, go out and see it. Same type of thing, where he at the very end he gets all these powers and the people that was oppressing him the whole time, the ones that seemed infallible, you couldn't you couldn't beat. He takes over and basically destroys them all. That would fall into this. If they ever made a sequel to that, it'd be so hard to be able to, to make it and make it good. I, I fear what this may be. But you're right, Paul. And like you said, this is a, a uh, manga. So obviously they have this written in. So they must have some type of. They mu it must, the story must make sense in some fashion. Maybe she goes up there and there are some better and bigger. Well, and I feel like this movie was made in order to be the start of a, a trilogy. Whereas Matrix, I really think, was made as a standalone movie. Yes. And then someone's like, how oh, can shit. we make a sequel yeah. to this? <laughs> like, we can't. <laughs> Wait, how much? Yeah, okay. Got <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I maybe my fears are, maybe I'm putting a cart before the horse. <laughs> Let's see if this thing can make enough money to get a sequel, to warrant a sequel. But uh, I would go see the sequel. I like this movie. I didn't mind the CGI. I thought they did it really well. I thought the scenes were good. I, I, Christoph Waltz. So in the my presumptions going into this movie was he 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 brings her to life. 
He ends up dying and she goes on a revenge type killing spree type thing. So I was very happy to see that wasn't the arc that he's still alive and he got to play out the whole movie. And he was such a more, he's a better character than I thought he was going to be because he, he had so much more depth. You know, he's a hunter and he does all the stuff. So I was glad to see he was so much more than what I thought they kind of, what he was going to, I thought he was just a reason for her turning into the killer. So I, I was, or not killer, but you know, a warrior as it were. So I was so happy to see that. Cause I, I love that man. <laughs> he's such a great actor. I'm a big fan of him. So I say this movie for me, first run all the way, go see it. I was disappointed that I know this movie was shot in 3d and that it was available in 3d in different theaters. And I wanted to see it in 3d and my theater never uh, showed it in 3d. It never had it available to be in 3d. So I was disappointed in that. But other than that, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, so we saw it in the the Dolby Cinema with the recliners and the oh, nice. you know the really high quality screen and everything. Yeah, way better than 3D. <laughs> well, I had the regular screen, so woe is me. Uh, okay, Joe, do you want to continue since uh, you spoke up? What do you think of this movie? Oh, I guess I you know, and how long has it been since you've seen it? I saw it recently. I saw it earlier this week. So this week. Uh, and then, oh, you just watched it. I just watched yeah, it. Yeah, he literally just saw it. And, and this is this is the funny thing about the movie. I went and I saw the movie. And that, like the whole rollerball thing. I'm like, I just don't get it, right? It just made no sense to have them play CGI rollerball without James Caan being involved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I wanted James Caan in a leisure suit to make a cameo, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it just didn't make any sense. And it, it okay, whatever. But Christoph Waltz is like the best, right? Yeah. So I came home and watched Inglorious Bastards. Ah, uh, yes. Because <laughs> like, oh, I gotta have more. I gotta have more Christoph Waltz in my life. <laughs> and I came home and I wrote down. I was like, well, this is really good. This was a really neat movie. I mean, it has definite flaws and you know is over, is over CGI and stuff. But it was kind of neat. Yeah. And but that was two weeks ago. Not Today, bad. this might be the most forgettable film I've ever seen. Wow. Wait, I literally, I literally kept. Yeah, it is Avatar E. Uh, so, okay, all right. I I literally have kept. I I try to remember what happened in this movie, and I just don't. Re- I mean, it, nothing stuck. It's like okay, you know, Christoph Waltz was awesome, and he was a hunter, and she played rollerball, and she was from Mars, and was a robot, and but nothing. It just literally, as soon as I was done watching it, it started fading from my memory, and there's very little left. Interesting. You know, I, yeah, I can, I can tell you all about Overlord <laughs> right now. <laughs> I can talk about Overlord right now, but this movie, like, eh. very interesting. I, I left the movie like, I kind of, I kind of like that. This is, you know, a decent movie. Go, you know, go check it out. You know, probably second run, go see it. But right now I'm like, I just don't have an urge to see another. Cause it just, I don't, I would have to watch it again to even watch a sequel. And I just, eh, I don't know if I'm going to be that invested. Wow. I've like completely forgotten almost the whole movie. All right. So what rating do you get? I can't, I, I, it's, it's hard. It's like, I remembered enjoying it. I was like, but like, I'm now I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it just left nothing inside my head. So I mean, I guess go see second run because I, I had a good time. <laughs> you liked it while you <laughs> I, I remember that I liked it, but I don't remember much of the movie. Well, I mean, how much do you, how much does that affect you're enjoying i mean if you remember liking it at the time walking out like oh yeah that was good does it matter how much you retain of that movie later on 
the fact is, I, in the moment, I don't know. You I mean, it. you rate my rewatchability, right? Yes. But and it, this is kind of the same thing with me. I can't really recall it. But wouldn't you want to rewatch it if you knew that you enjoyed it at the time and you don't recall it? That would only make me want to rewatch it. Like, why did I enjoy this? Let me rewatch it. I know I enjoyed it. I just don't remember I, why. I, I think it'd be difficult for. There's just too much CGI for Joe to, to rewatch it. Yeah, I, that's really the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I think you're right. I was like, and I was like, you know, I was like, and I mean, the, the CGI was is too far. It was over the top amounts of CGI. Oh yeah. When I was watching some of those rollerball scenes, I thought, oh my God, Joe it hates oh. this. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, you know, rollerball was awesome because <laughs> the stuff is actually, I mean, you can, you can put yourself in that, in that character. Uh -huh. But when somebody is so far beyond you, I just can't, I can't relate. Well, you'll be happy to know that they actually got like Olympic, like not roller ball, but like, I guess, skaters or whatever to be like those people. So roller um, derby, they, they, they have roller derby, don't they? In uh, Olympics? Do they? I don't know. I don't think roller derby is an Olympic sport. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> I'd love it. But they, I they, mean, they you're, just, you're getting you're getting dangerously close to Hooters waitress. Oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> oh. That's like saying they're having WWE in the, as part of yeah. the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. But uh, okay, yeah, I, I yeah, okay. Second run. All in all, I think that's a pretty solid for someone that has as much CGI as it had. For you to say it's second run. I think that's a win, <laughs> which which is a glowing with that much CGI. It's a glowing review. I Thank think. God Christoph Waltz is in it. That's all I can say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul, what say you, sir? Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I think it's the first movie I've seen in a while that that's completely original that I want to see the sequel to. I don't know. It was fun. It was anime, you know, big time. The oh, yeah, or yeah. huge eyes and, you know, yeah. Uh, it's the first uh, like live action anime that still feels like anime. A lot of the weirdness is just anime. I mean, like the rollerball games, you know. And then the, I, I don't know. I just I just chalk that up to okay, that's anime. Anime has that you know some yeah. crazy. And it did the size? Did the big eye CGI just was it a little disconcerting at all watching it? No, she just, it just made me uncomfortable looking at her most of the time. Oh, really? <laughs> no, to me, it was it was a, a great way to show that she was a robot, that she wasn't, you know, there was a, there was something off about her, right? When I watched it, mm. the, the, her first body, the whole time I thought, man, you need to eat more because you are so thin. At least that second body had a little bit more shape to it, you know, the, the Mars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just Tom's saying. waiting for Alita sex bot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying she didn't have much in her back end. Uh, the first robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I did kind of wonder. Okay, here's a part. Um, here, see, this is where I, I go. Why did they make? Okay, so his, his daughter was crippled, right? Yes. But why did they make a whole body when her? her why didn't they just make legs for her? Yeah, because you know, because I, I don't know about you, but there's something right above my legs that I really want to keep. You know, <laughs> if, if 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 all you have to do is make if my legs don't work, just yeah. replace my legs, right? Everything below the ears. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed her in the wheelchair using her hands, right? Yes. I mean, that's that's all, they only showed her for like three seconds, but that was one thing they showed, and, and that was the one place where I was like, why did you make a whole body for? Her? And that was so contrived, the whole, like, she's in the way, so this guy, like, how how bad of a guy do you have to be 
to kill a crippled <laughs> teenage just, girl. Like how? I mean, that's like the epitome of badness. I mean, he could have just stuck out a puppy on the way over yeah, to her or something. But I was like, wait a second. Like she didn't try to stop him or get. She was just literally sta- sitting there in her wheelchair. <laughs> wow. Oh, see, I, I can take one step to the right. And make it clear. Nope. I'm killing this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, I, maybe she had a degenerative disease, but it was one thing where you're like, please, 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 you know. But, but I liked the movie. It was fun. Uh, good time. I liked the CGI. It, it was kind of violent over the top because it was CGI. I would definitely watch his first run. I'm with you. I like your style. All right. Well, uh, does anyone else have anything to add? About any of the movies that reviewed this episode? No, I'm all, all good. All right. Well, I think that'll bring this episode to a close. So thanks again to Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. 